Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. Today's topic is all about super simple filing. If you hate filing your papers but end up with piles all over the place because you don't like to file, then you need to listen up today because I'm going to give you a short lesson on how to deal with it all. I want you to be able to create super duper simple filing system for your home papers. I want to give you an easy way to keep things organized so that it's more simple and practical for actually getting those papers into files. If you're someone who still gets paper invoices or bills and fantasizes that you will actually put those invoices into individual files, but the reality is the papers are sitting in a pile on your kitchen counter, then I suggest you stop actually getting those paper invoices in the first place. All utility companies provide digital invoices that can be emailed to you, so I highly suggest that this is where you start in order to cut down on the excessive pile of unnecessary paper in your life. The companies will actually send you an email reminder when the bills are due or coming due, email receipts for the payments after they've been paid, and you can have auto pay set up to pay each bill directly from your checking or savings account each month, so you don't even really have to think about it. When it comes to paying credit cards with varying balances from month to month, you can choose how much is withdrawn from your savings or checking account with the auto pay system. You can either set it up to pay the minimum amount or the full amount or any amount in between. So take a look at your options with all of your utilities and your credit cards so that you can cut out a lot of paper that is coming into your home. But if you're someone who just can't let go of that paper and you really want to see it each month and you want to control everything about the payments each month, then I suggest rather than creating a separate file folder for every single subject that you just create monthly folders for all of your invoices and bills. So instead of having that separate electric bill, gas bill, water, cable, credit card files, you are going to put all of them for the month into one monthly folder. This will actually make the act of filing super simple and easy, and you'll dread actually doing the task a lot less because it's all going into one folder labeled for that month rather than individually filing each piece of paper into separate folders, which is usually what makes filing such a chore and avoided, right? An easy way to prevent each folder from becoming packed with years and years of old bills that never get disposed of is to actually make two sets of monthly folders for the year, labeled January through December. Keep one unused set in the back of your file drawer and one up front to use for the current year. At the end of the year, you can swap the file folders and move the empties from the back to the front and then the filled ones to the back. At the end of that second year, when you pull the previous year's monthly bills, in the back of your file drawer, you will have had two years to catch any errors and deal with them. So you can safely throw those invoices out, which will free up a set of empties for your current year. I hope that makes sense. It's really easy. And it's such a simple way to make sure that you're also regularly purging because you're pulling out that 
old set of bills from the previous year and you can safely dispose of them. Other files that people tend to have are for user manuals. My best suggestion for manuals is to actually just recycle them when they come in because just about any product made has a user manual online. But if you're unsure and you're worried about actually throwing the manual away, you can first just do a quick Google check and see if you can find the manual. Create a bookmark for it if you're really worried about not being able to find it again in the future though. But if you insist on keeping that paper version, don't create a separate file for every single product, which I have seen people do. Instead, create one file for all of them. Now, you may have several categories of manuals which you can create separate files for. So some of the various manual categories you may potentially have are one for children's toys, household, yard equipment, if you have a lot of that, and any other type of volume that you have for one category, you can create a separate folder. But keep those categories really broad so that you don't create too many files and become unsure of which one you filed the manual in and the off chance you actually need it. And for pricier items, I recommend writing the purchase date on the cover and attaching the receipt if possible. So if there's ever any need for warranty work in the future, you will have all of that relevant information necessary in one place and easily found. If you get the receipt as an email, then you can move it into a folder in your email system. And since your manual has the date of purchase written on it, you will be able to easily find the receipt in your email. I'll talk more about email folders in another podcast. What other categories have you created in your file cabinet? Of course, everyone should have a vital records file. This is where you would keep your birth certificates, marriage certificates, passports, social security cards, or any other really important documents related to citizenship for your unique status. I recommend that you have copies made to keep in your file cabinet and keep the originals in a safe. Be aware, however, there is no such thing as a fireproof safe. They only have a limited amount of time where they can keep documents safe from heat and water. And after that, it's a risk. And if you choose to keep everything in a bank safe deposit box, you will need to keep in mind that you will not have easy access at all hours and days to these documents. I've heard many stories actually of people keeping passports in safe deposit boxes and forgetting to retrieve the passports before a big trip. So be sure that if you use a safe deposit box that you only keep things that you will not need regular access to such as expensive jewelry or small valuables and collections like coins. You could definitely create a file for the current tax year so you have a place to quickly file all those relevant documents coming in throughout the year and will need all together at tax time. There will be many other categories in your file cabinet but remember to try and keep the categories and labels broad. For example, if you have pets, create a hanging file labeled pets and keep subfiles with manila folders for each pet. If the vet offers to send email receipts, even better and one less paper you have to file. Of course, if you have a business, you will have many other file categories to maintain and I would suggest that you keep those in a separate file drawer altogether if possible. If you have children, keep a hanging file for school with manila subfile labeled with each child's name. You may want to do the same for summer camp information as well. Just follow the same pattern of creating a broad category using the hanging file for health subdivided by person. So you want to have each person with their own subfile within the health file. Insurance can be subdivided by home, car, and health. You may have a file for a parent if you're a caretaker. 
Create files for any category needed in your unique situation and add the subfiles for different people. And pro tip, when setting up hanging files that will be hefty in volume, opt for the box bottom files. If you've never heard of these, these are the same hanging files that you normally get, but they have an extra little bit of room at the bottom that are folded, and then it's a little cardboard insert that gets added to it to help make more of a box-like bottom, helping you fit more subfiles without them all kind of getting pushed up when they get really full. They come in various bottom sizes, so think about the volume you will be keeping to determine the sizes needed, whether it's a half inch, one inch, two inches, so that you are prepared as the files grow. If you order from mail catalogs, you are going to be bombarded with more and more catalogs from other companies as they know they have a live one with you and will sell your name and address to other businesses. Try to keep your shopping local if possible or order online and just be sure that you check or uncheck the box that asks if you would like to receive promotions. Avoid that. Some have this automatically checked, so be careful that you will uncheck it before finalizing your order. I highly recommend that you create an email address specifically for online ordering so that your email isn't bombarded with more digital junk mail from other companies that your email address will now be sold to after ordering. If you would like to get off catalog mailing lists, you can sign up at dmachoice.org and it will block your address for up to three years at a time from all that junk mail. But it can take up to 90 days to see an actual reduction in your junk mail, but it does work. And I'll post the link in the show notes. If you subscribe to lots of magazines because you have so many interests, but you don't actually ever get around to reading them all, then you may want to consider cutting back on the ones that you make the least amount of effort to ever reading. Donate your old back issues to your local middle school art department or your doctor's or dentist's office. If that isn't in the cards for your limited time, recycle them. It's okay. There's only so much time in the day to get around to reading. And if you have a large backlog with new issues still coming in, you know you can't possibly read them all. Try keeping a couple in the car too, so that when you have a brief waiting period somewhere, you can grab and go and keep yourself off of the mind-numbing social media. Now that you have a very streamlined and basic file structure in your file cabinet, and you have reduced the number of magazines and pieces of junk mail coming in by getting off those lists and ending subscriptions, you should begin seeing a reduction in the incoming paper, making managing the paper that does come in a lot less overwhelming. So say goodbye to all that paper and frustration. I hope that helps everyone reduce the overwhelm of paper in their lives. If you like this episode, I hope you'll share it with your friends and family on social media. Please reach out to me directly through those mediums if you have any suggestions for future topics you'd like me to talk about. Have a great day, everyone. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below, and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on. 